0: Add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. And if these things be in you and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful. In the knowledge of our Lord Yeshua Messiah.
1: Amen. Shalom, everyone. Welcome to the voice of my beloved podcasts. Aaron Hood here. I am alone today. So uh, it's just me with y'all today. Uh, Braden and Tally are on the road um, going down uh, through the south, uh, southeast, uh, Florida, and some in uh, Tennessee. I think a place maybe in Georgia. And uh, yeah, they're um, going to be doing. Uh, speaking, uh, in a couple churches and also, uh, doing concerts and, uh, just sharing the love and purity message. So, um, you can go to the website and, uh, or even, uh, on uh, social media, I think you can find on the page there, um, where there'll be locations and such. And, uh, you can even, even, uh, join in, uh, with their updates and, and all of that should be able to find that online. So, but, uh, yeah, finishing the uh, thoughts on uh, good works, being diligent for good works. Um, happy New Year, by the way, to all of you out there. Hope that uh, this year will find you well, happy, and blessed in the Lord. And um, we didn't quite, uh, <laughs> we didn't quite make it uh, till midnight. Um, uh, just uh, we did a little bit of bowling the night before and uh, had a good time with some of the fellowship here. Um, but it's cold here. And um, we're doing uh, good trying to stay warm and uh, got lots of good things coming up. So, yeah, as far as what we've got coming up, um, we've got the uh, men's prayer and fasting, uh, February 2nd, 3rd and 4th. It's going to be three days uh, starting the night, uh, Thursday night, which is the 1st of February. Um, so, yeah, really encourage you all to uh, it's a men's prayer and fasting event to come and uh, be with us as we uh, pray and fast. It's, uh, it's a time. Uh, for prayer and fasting uh, in this generation, uh, for the Lord's mercy uh, on Israel and this chaos and, and the turmoil that they find themselves in uh, at this very moment, and uh, that the the sheep would be gathered in, uh, the wheat would be gathered into the barns uh, before the great and coming day of the Lord. So uh, it's going to be a really powerful time. I'm anticipating a lot, a real uh, powerful move of the Lord then. So uh, you can uh, register for that and um, come down. That'd be great. We'd love to have you. Um, the Yet a Little While CD is done. That's gonna be fantastic. You can get your own copy uh, online, or hoping to get our online store kind of revamped and uh, make that a little bit easier for you to get things from there. Um, uh, as you probably know, I was struggling, <laughs> struggling for the past 45 minutes trying to do this podcast because I couldn't figure out how to get uh, the. The storage was full on the SD card, and (laughs) I went round and round, so it's Friday afternoon, and I'm trying to get it in before, Uh, so yeah, so may you be blessed by this, hopefully um, it finds you well, but, uh, so it's not our strong suit, Uh, technology is not, but uh, we have some uh, sweet folks, uh, Aaron and and Abby Christopherson, I call them Christopherson, Christensen, Uh, (laughs) our, our newlywed couple. And uh, that was just last week, uh, and so uh, he is going to hopefully help us a little bit in that area, in the area that we lack, so we're excited to have him as a part of the team. Yep, so yet a little while in the Psalm of Ascent book, um, great resources on the Psalms of Ascent, and so we've talked about that, gone over that in detail, just want to remind you of that, Harp and Farm, young men, young women, 18 through 30, if you'd like to uh, dig deep and spend a little time in uh, learning uh, to worship, uh, worshiping with a group and leading worship or uh, music theory and also uh, market gardening and a little bit of uh, husbandry uh, with animals. We have a little uh, hobby farm here um, that uh, we'd be glad to, to show you and uh, teach you all that we know. And uh, so just picking up where we left off last week, we had just talked about... Um Ecclesiastes 3:12 says I know that there's nothing better for them than to rejoice and to do good in their lives and we signed off with this idea of um in both hands right that there it's important to to, to do good and also to know that you know where it's not by good works that we are saved right and uh, so we're just picking up from there finishing uh, out here Isaiah chapter 1 verse 17 Uh, It says, learn to do good, seek justice, rebuke the oppressor, defend the fatherless, and plead for the widow. And so I I was just impacted by this uh, at the beginning of the verse here. Uh, It says, learn to do good. Learn. And I I was um, excited that it's something that we can learn and grow in. It's something that uh, the Holy Spirit uh, grants us opportunities, and we can actually grow wiser in it. Uh, in doing good, and the and the best way to approach it, and um, it's a it's a real blessing. It reminds me of uh, a U- tactic of the Jewish people um, of offering charity, but offering it in a way uh, that uh, gives uh, respect to those people in need. You know, I, I think there's the stigmatism that we have that you know that everybody in need is is using it for uh, bad purposes, and I think we talked a little bit about that last week, but. Um, it's important for us not to be, uh, uh, full of condemnation, um, but fulfilling our role and helping those. And, and, you know, even if we do, uh, give money to, you know, those three or four people, uh, that are just going to take advantage of us. And there's only one out of those, um, that is benefiting, really trying to benefit from it and, uh, to change his life, then it's worth it. Right. Uh, to, to be the person that, that helps that one person. So, uh, let's not, uh, hesitate um, let's be wise, obviously, yeah, I mean, for sure, but uh, it's something that we learn to do good in situations um, we learn every time. Uh, what's the best way to approach someone, um, you know, to where, you know, we're safe when we do it, you know, we don't want to risk um, injury to ourselves, especially as, as young ladies or women by themselves picking up hitchhikers, for example, uh, well, it's, it's not smart, uh, and so let's just be uh, wise about that and uh be led by the holy spirit so i'm excited to uh to learn it's something that we can learn and grow in and what that looks like over the next coming uh years for me so uh, luke chapter 6 verse 9 says then yeshua said to them i will ask you one thing is it lawful on the sabbath to do good or to do evil to save life or to destroy and uh it's lawful to do good on the Sabbath. And um, what does that look like? You know, it's uh, the Sabbath is a very um, important thing to us uh, here. You know, we, we strive, you know, not to work on the Sabbath and, you know, to light fires um, according to the scriptures, uh, according to the Torah. Um, but this was something that Yeshua was, um, he, this is something that he got tangled up with in arguments and and, uh, and the Pharisees of that time, of that day had put uh, fences, uh, what they would have called fences, or had put barriers or uh, traditions around the Shabbat to keep it and to safeguard it uh, to where they didn't actually come close to breaking the Shabbat, but it had become um, kind of a thing to where those traditions um, had actually even become the law and people were being punished for breaking uh, the Shabbat when they actually hadn't broken the Shabbat. So in, in the instance, you know, we have... Uh, Yeshua healing on the Shabbat, right? We also have uh, his uh, disciples walking through the field and picking grain and, and eating it, right? And, and the Pharisees were aghast. You know, they're like, what are you doing? You know, it, come and be healed on the other days. Why do you have to be healed uh, today on the Shabbat, right? And um, it's, it's, it's interesting because even today, uh, the Jewish people have an idea that um, once you've lit the candles uh, going into Shabbat, that the Shabbat is, that everything is as it should be, right? There's this idea that on the Shabbat, God rested because the world was as it should be, right? He looked all around, he saw everything that he created, and behold, it was good, and says, so God rested. And so they're trying to emulate that, right? But as we know, not everything's good on the Shabbat, right? We have, there were people with brokenness, and Yeshua um, rebuked them, and he said, you go down, you know, and you water your oxen or your donkey on the Shabbat, you know, so how much more should this, son of Abraham, not be released on the Shabbat. And uh, it was a very, um, very poignant, you know, very strong uh, message that he was giving. And uh, at that one instance, when he was healing on the Shabbat, he said, it's lawful to do good on the Shabbat. And then we have the second scenario, the second um, time when they were walking through and they had picked grains, the head of the wheat, and were eating because they were hungry. And, um, I think that uh, it's just something that is powerful, and that you know we need to definitely differentiate between what the the word of God says. and And I think that I'm I'm a person that likes um, setting boundaries. Um, so as you know, we don't actually even uh, come close to uh, breaking the law of God uh, it has consequences, serious consequences. And we know that in the scriptures that the man who um, lit a fire. It was just gathering sticks even. He hadn't even kindled a fire, but it was gathering sticks on the Shabbat that he was stoned to death as an example to the people. So there's a, a severity um, to breaking the Shabbat, and it's definitely something that we don't want to uh, do. I, I've found great life in, in keeping the Shabbat and trying to rest, and, and we don't want to make it all about ourselves either, right? It's not about just uh, loafing around all day and, and, and abandoning the, the fellowship of the saints, which is what we would rather do at times. Uh, but, uh, we've got to, as we talked about last week, we got to get in the thick of it. You know, we got to be, uh, rubbing shoulders with our brothers and sisters in good works. And, and Yeshua was quick to point out, you know, it's lawful to do good on the, the Shabbat, you know, if it's, if it's labor intensive, you know, or it, it would be something that we would shy away from because it's, it's, uh, uh, laborious, you know, like sweaty or whatever. Um, but, you know, in the case of the good Samaritan, you know, you see someone on the edge of the road, you know, it's lawful to um, pick up that, that brother and uh, put him on your donkey and to walk the rest of the way and to uh, pay uh, or to bandage him up uh, to, to cause him to see, to, to know uh, health, right? And uh, that's also a concept in, in Judaism, that life is the highest thing. Uh, you would break the Shabbat, you know, in a time of war right now, Israel is um, warring uh, through uh, the Shabbat. Uh, because they're preserving uh, preserving life in the middle of a war, right? So um, Yeshua teaches us it's lawful to do good on the Shabbat. Uh, Galatians 6, verse 10 says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. And uh, I like the wording here. It says, therefore, as we have opportunity. I think um, just as we were talking about before about um, growing in good works, that we actually will train, our eyes will become trained, uh, to look for the opportunity uh, as we were walking, you know, we see our our wife or our spouse, you know, and she's busy, you know, and and we have a, a few spare moments, and then we wash the dishes, right? An opportunity to do good to our family, you know, right? This isn't this is especially to those who are of the household of faith, you know, and our old we we don't want to be those that are are constantly. Uh, looking uh, outside of our homes or outside, you know, to do good only to the lost, but we need to be able to do uh, good to those that we are most familiar with, which is is as at times the hardest, uh, because we are the most familiar with them, right? We we know their weaknesses and and we can and prey on those faults. Um, but let us not be like that. Let us be those that do good and uh, to our brothers of the faith, uh, as well as those who are lost, and we're looking for the opportunity. Uh, may the Lord give us eyes to see. Uh, the opportunities that we come across, whether it's you know picking someone on the side of the road, picking up the tab for someone uh, behind us that uh, looks like uh, they could use the help, or you know the, there's uh, opportunities all around us, to, even for our children and our families to minister. And um, let us be those ministers, right? Those, he makes his ministers a flame of fire. That's a verse that Braden uses a lot. And, and that we would be uh, those that are like a flame of fire going through life, with purpose to do good to all and uh that we don't get uh weighed down you know it's important for us to uh to not over uh you know I, something uh lately is you know we're busy you know we get busy we we pack stuff into our time or into more than we have time for and uh it, it causes us to feel like we're important right because we're busy you know we're busy we're bu- but but then we don't have the time to take the opportunity when it presents itself, when we see it, you know, we hesitate. And uh, I think that that's uh, a negative trait that we have. Uh, I don't know if it's global, but I definitely know that in in the United States, um, we can get uh, ate up uh, by all of the things that we believe that we have to do, and uh, we can miss the things that are most important. I think Braden was talking about Mary and Martha last week, right, about the – The importance of spending time at the feet of Jesus, at the feet of Yeshua, and also serving those around us. You know, it's a back and forth. There's there's a a richness. May the Lord help us strike that balance, right? So as we look for the opportunity, may he bless us to find it and uh, to walk in it, not to hesitate. James uh, chapter 4, verse 17 says, Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin." And so once, you know, our eyes are, we're made aware of an opportunity to do good and we don't, it's sin. Uh, That was impactful to me. That was very sobering um, because not fulfilling uh, that good work uh, that we've been made aware of, it's sin to us. um, If we don't accomplish it, if it's in our power, right? I think in, in the scriptures it says, if someone comes to you and asks to borrow something and it's in your power, uh, to do it or to give it to them, and you don't do it, to, uh, does that person, we should, it says, don't, don't hold, don't let your eye be evil towards your neighbor. Uh, if he comes to borrow something, <laughs> it reminds me, uh, you know, we, we live here uh, in the midst of a lot of uh, our fellow believers, and we have a little um, uh, community here, and there's the tendency to borrow back and forth, and and, and we're all familiar, and it's, it's a beautiful thing, a beautiful thing to be able to do that, but there's times, you know, when you see someone coming in our gut instinct is like, Oh, what does he need? You know, was it, was he looking to borrow? You know, he didn't bring that thing back or even though he he did the three other times, but you know, we just remember that one time when he didn't. And, uh, we, we can be like, Hey, you know, I, yeah, I just don't want, I'm trying, I'm going to use it. Right. Or you, You come up with excuses not to, uh, let them use it um, uh, whatever it may be. So I'm, I'm kind of confessing here, um, that it's, uh, it's a temptation that, uh, we have and, and we can't have, uh, not just in, in borrowing, you know, but in other ways of, oh, you know, he's not going to use the money. Well, if I was to give him the money or I've got my own things that I need to do, if we see an opportunity, um, and we do not do it, it's sin. You know, let's, let's, uh, let's be those that, uh, radically, uh, give, you know, uh, And I want to tell a little story here because I I, I believe that it fits uh, when it comes to doing good works and and, and feeling like at some point, you know, we're actually are doing um, ourselves an injustice by or we're neglecting our own family. And I definitely don't advocate for that. Um, But uh, I was in Mexico once. I was uh, volunteering at an orphanage uh, with a a couple, an older couple that uh, we knew at the time. And uh, we had. We're sitting and and we're listening to the stories of uh, the man and his wife who had uh, ministering to this orphanage. I believe there was close to 100 children in this orphanage. And and we went down just to bring school books and Bibles in Spanish and just um, uh, resources uh, for them. And uh, they were Papa and uh, Mama Rosa, right? Papa was uh, the guy. He was Papa to all the children. And uh, Mama Rosa uh, was the the mother, uh, the wife of the of this couple, and uh, so they were telling us a story about how they were at a place where they didn't even really have uh, a lot of food, uh, enough food for the children uh, that were at the orphanage, and uh, they received um, a small gift or a donation of uh, beans and rice. Um, and so, at right about this time, uh, Papa had been talking to the children, telling them. Uh, Hey, you know, we need to give, um, even though we may not have enough, you know, God blesses those who you can't outgive God. And that was the, that was what he was telling these children. And, uh, so when this was, this food was given, they said, Hey, we should, the children were telling him, right? it's, it's normally a childlike faith, you know, the children that have the faith and us as adults, you know, we, we waffle or it's hard for us to walk in that simplistic faith, the faith of a child, right? Such a powerful thing. Um, so he was caught and, you know, caught with his foot in his mouth, really like for all these children to know that he really believed or, or can God really provide for them. And so he took half of, uh, the donation that they had been given and, and kept back enough food for a couple of days. And, and he gave that food to another orphanage, uh, that was in the local area. And, um, the next, uh, before that food ran out in those next couple of days, uh, a truck, Backed in, and there was a, a pickup load, uh, just uh, full of beans and rice, and the children are like getting excited. It's like, oh, this is this is amazing. This is great. You know, we should we should uh, give away that. And so they went, and they and they did. They donated, you know, half of that food uh, to other orphanages in the area. Uh, just I believe just one or two. And um, within the next couple of days, before they they ran out of food, uh, uh, more food arrived, and and. They donated. They were just just giddy, you know, <laughs> just so excited um, about w- watching God move and uh, gave away uh, uh, a large portion of that food. And then within the next couple of days, I believe um, the story is that a, a 18-wheeler, a, a semi-truck, backed up and uh, opened the door, and it was just chock full of beans and rice. And the children looked at uh, Papa, uh, the man who ran the orphanage, and they say, He won. He won. We couldn't now give him. We can't now give God. And uh, so there's a there's a place where good works isn't always you know um, uh, you know financial or you know, but uh, there's a place where we can give um, richly, right? We want to be those that give uh, richly to those that have need, and uh, we don't want to be those that uh, are, are are even uh, we don't want to fall into a place of um, being a hoarder or or not distributing what God has given us because of a lack of faith uh, for God's provision, right? We do what we can. Uh, we labor to be wise, right? To invest. And I think that all of those things are very smart and very wise. Um, but it's not ours, right? If we belong to the Lord, then all that we have belongs to him. And it shouldn't be just a given or a uh, automatic response that we, we just give a 10th, right? I, I think sometimes, A tenth is is good, you know, and and, and especially these days as, you know, um, our financial resources are getting spread thin um, because of, you know, uh, all the things, uh, inflation and things that we're struggling with in this country right now. But uh, that means just just know that as much as you're struggling, there are very many other people that are also uh, struggling very badly, especially in the season um, when all the credit card bills come due from the end of the year shopping and celebrating Um, so just, let's be mindful of that as we go out and, uh, be, be ready to, to give. Uh, first Peter here, three, six says, uh, as Sarah obeyed Abraham calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. And I was going through the scripture and it was really powerful to me. Um, because it says that, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about sons of Abraham, uh, but we don't really know what it means to be, uh, I, I am talking about, uh, for, for my wife's sake, uh, <laughs> but it's not something that we talk about, you know, to be a daughter of Sarah. To, what does that look like? And it says here, uh, to do good, and you're not afraid with any terror. And uh, Victoria Victoria shared, I think, a couple weeks ago about uh, being in Israel and, and how God, it was moving in her heart, giving her strength not to be afraid. Because uh, Hamas, uh, their uh, tactics are to bring fear into the hearts of uh, and and the minds of uh, of those that are not like them, right? Of non-Muslims or all that they come in contact with. That's how they operate. And um, it just was it was amazing to me that uh, Sarah, you know, the mother of the faith, you know, who we don't talk about very much, and uh, for for ladies and for women, you know, they can typically struggle with, with fear more so uh, than men, partly because, uh, you know, God created us to be those warriors, you know, to have a warrior heart. And uh, for our wives, you know, they're sensitive, uh, much more sensitive to spirit and emotional um, needs as well for the families, the children's sake. So I was just encouraging uh, you ladies out there to, to do good and not be afraid with any terror, uh, to be a daughter of Sarah and to walk in that and let God uh, or deliver you from any spirit of fear. And, and a part of that is right is giving and uh, doing good. So I've got a couple more verses here, getting a little long. Romans uh, chapter 2, verse 10 says, But glory, honor, and peace to everyone who works what is good, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Hebrews 10, 24, And let us consider one another in order to st- Stir up love and good works. I'm trying to stir you up, right? Um, I'm trying to stir you up by way of reminder, right? And um, Considering one another uh, to good works. I think that's uh, uh, suiting a uh, very fitting verse. So may you be uh, stirred up to good works. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16 says, But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. He's well pleased when we do good and share. First Peter 2, verse 12 says, Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. So we want our good works to be obvious, uh, to be evident, um, not for our own glory, right? So they can observe and glorify God in the day of visitation. So that's my encouragement. Uh, That's uh, kind of my my thoughts on that and, and uh, through that teaching that was a couple of weeks back as I was studying through this. These are some of the scriptures I came across and I uh, want to encourage all of you uh, in this new year to be stirred up for good works uh, and to know that God is pleased, well pleased with such sacrifices as doing good and sharing and that by your good works, which they observe, they can glorify God in the day of visitation. Blessings to you all. Um, be back next week health and wholeness shalom to you this is the voice of my beloved podcast where we believe that listening and obeying to the voice of the bridegroom king leads to the most abundant and joy-filled life shalom to
0: self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. And if these things be in you and abound, you will be neither barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Yeshua Messiah. Add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, knowledge, self-control. To self-control, person.